comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. In Jesus' precious name, lift up your right hand with me. Spirit of God, we thank you for tonight. With our hands lifted, we connect as a point of contact and we ask the Lord you speak to us tonight. In the name of Jesus, everything we have, it's you who gave us. Tonight, we ask the Lord your word will come forward understanding and revelation. Let your word come with transformation, not power. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that no one watching this broadcast or anyone tuning to this service will ever return the same. We glorify you and we magnify you in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. All right, jam your hands together for the Lord and humbly take your seat in God's presence. You're welcome to our first service, our midweek discovery service, virtual and actual. Amen. It's wonderful. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. If you're worshiping with us for the very first time, we also want to welcome you specially. Amen. Praise God. Now we continue our teaching series on attributes of true followers. The series broadly captioned is followers of God. Somebody say followers of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 is what we've been teaching from. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. He said, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Let's read it together. One go. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Say, I'm a child of God and I'm a follower of God. I imitate God. I resemble my father. Alright, so that's what we've been studying on. Be ye therefore followers of God. We said that Jesus came looking for followers. But along the line, he attracted fans. And then at a certain point in his work, he separated or parted company with the fans. And then he constrained his time or limited himself to the followers. We see that in Matthew 14 verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained the disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. So we looked at followers and we looked at fans. But for the past weeks we've been looking at attributes of true followers. We said that these are unique attributes that are associated with true followers. Where you become a true follower, there are distinguishing features that must be seen in your life. There are people who confess and profess that they are followers of God, but not many of these things can be seen in their lives. And I pray that if you are in this service or you are watching this service, the grace of God to manifest attributes in your life. May that grace be released into your life in the name of Jesus. What are these attributes? Number one, we said true followers are decisive. Somebody said they are decisive. Number two, we said true followers are deep. Number three, we said true followers are doers. Last week and last two weeks, we said true followers are devoted. Somebody say true followers are devoted. Say it aloud. True followers are devoted. 
Now come with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. 2 Timothy 2 verse 1 and 2. Read from the message version and then read from the new King James version. The message version has it this way. It says, so my son, throw yourself into this work for Christ. Pass on what you have heard from me. The whole congregation saying amen. Oh, I thought you said amen. He said, pass on what you've heard from me to reliable leaders who are competent to teach others. Tonight, I'm teaching on reliability. I'm teaching on dependability. I'm teaching on faithfulness. Look at what it says in the New King James Version. He said, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. These heard of me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men who shall be able I'm reading from the New King James Version now. Who shall be able to teach others also. Dependable followers. True followers of God are not just decisive. They are not just deep. They are not just doers. They are not just devoted but they are dependable. Somebody say dependable. True followers of God are dependable. You can trust them. When we talk about a dependable follower, what are we talking about? A dependable follower is a reliable, consistent, or trustworthy follower. That's who a dependable follower is. When we talk about dependable follower, we are talking about a reliable. Somebody say reliable. Consistent, trustworthy follower. That's a dependable follower. When we talk about a dependable follower, he must be reliable, he must be consistent, he must be trustworthy. That is a dependable follower. A dependable follower, simply put, is a loyal or faithful follower. Dependable followers are not very common in the world we live in. Not only followers, but dependable people generally are not very common in the world we live in. We live in a world that dependable people, trustworthy people, reliable people are very much in limited supply. When we talk about skillful people, we can count so many. But when it comes to faithful, reliable people, not too many of them are available. You can get great people who are good. They are skillful. If you give him your dress to sew, he can sew it excellently, but will not deliver at the time you need it. You take your car to a mechanic. By the time you go there, if you don't stay there for him to fix the car, by the time you take the car back home, you have more problems than you first took it to him. That's the generation and the time we live in. A lot of people profess to be faithful, but they are not. Proverbs says in Proverbs 20, verse 6, Proverbs 26, many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? It's not very difficult for people to say, oh, I'm faithful. You can trust me. You can count on me. You are giving him the work. Can I get it? I'm using it for a special program. I'm <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Particularly when it comes to artisans, it's better you let them give you their own date. And when they have given you their own date, you still have to give them additional one-week bonus because they are simply not reliable. Listen. If you are skillful but you are not dependable, you lose business. Dependability is more important than skill. When the apostle was speaking, he says, The things which you have heard of me among many witnesses, commit thou to faithful men 
who shall be able to teach others also. Now, if you look at it, faithfulness came before ability. When it has to do with God, reliability is always before ability. God will always go for the reliable, not necessarily the one who is able. There are many people who are able, but they cannot be counted on. People who are very skillful, they are intelligent. But if you give them the job, they will do the job, but they will steal your money. They will do the job, but not deliver to the expectation that you have. That's why faithfulness is key. There are many people, the CEV version says, there are many people who say you can trust me. But can they be trusted? Message says, a lot of people claim to be loyal and loving. But where on earth can you find one? May we find you as one of such. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to appreciate tonight that faithfulness or dependability is a fundamental requirement from all true followers. This is one quality God expects from all followers. Every follower. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2. He said, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. This is one attribute of God that he expects also of us. God is a faithful God. His faithfulness demands that he doesn't change. He's still the same. The Bible says, I'm the Lord. I change it not. There are some people, they change. The rate at which they change is more than a chameleon. They change too quickly. They say one thing and they mean another thing. They come to the altar and they make a vow. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to marry you to death do us part. The moment the least challenge comes, they are changing their mind. Are you the type who changes your mind so quickly? The Bible was talking about a covenant person in the book of Psalms, Psalm 15, verse 1 to 4. Come with me to Psalm 15, verse 1 to 4. Yeah, look at that. He said, who shall abide in that tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Verse 2. He says, one that walketh uprightly and walketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. Verse 3. He that by biting not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh a reproach against his neighbor. Look at verse 4. He said, in whose eyes a vile person is contempt, but he honored them. Take note of the kind of people God honors. God does not just honor everybody. There are some unique people God honors. And one of such people are dependable people. The Bible said, God honors them that fear him. He that sweareth to his own head and changeth not. Praise God. He swears to his own head. There are times we make commitment to people. We make commitment to our spouses. We make commitment to God. We make commitment to church. And then we realize that we come into a very tight corner. And then we begin to contemplate. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I give in? Usually our excuse is that God understands. But here we are not told God understands. We are told God honors those who make commitment. And though sometimes it's difficult on them, they still honor it. Are you that type who makes commitment and honors it only when it's convenient? Or you are the type who is committed to your pledges? When you give your word to someone, are you able to keep it? It's always important. And sometimes it's most annoying when you have given your word, you can't keep it. And then you are being tracked. And then you are being called and you even answer. Many skillful people have the same attitude. They gave you the word, come for it at this time. You go there, it's not available. And when you are even calling them, 
they will even give you the ketty of answering. And most of the time, when you do that and you run your business down, you will think witches and wizards. It's your unfaithfulness. It's your unreliability. Your lack of dependability. That is what is causing all of that problem. I remember some time ago, I gave some African kaftan. I ordered a couple of them. I met a, a gentleman at Lagos. We went for a conference and then somebody introduced him to me. And then he asked him to do about three of them for me. He came to me after six months. When he said he was delivering it in three weeks, he came after six months. Till tomorrow, maybe when we close service, those of you are very, very inquisitive. I can show you my phone. He's been sending me a message. Message. He said, oh God, no business for me. I said, no business for you. <laughs> Praise God. No business for you. And most of us, sometimes, we lose very important relationships because we are not faithful. Praise God. Faithfulness is not cheap. It will cost you something. It will cost you something. That's why they are not too common. Because of the cost faithfulness demands. Once you give your word, sometimes it works. That's what the Bible says. There are times we, we make covenant, we make commitment, and it hurts. And we really need to honor it. And I pray that the grace of God will rest upon your life to do so. In scripture, we see a man who was a quintessential example of faithfulness. That man is a man, Timothy. Somebody say Timothy. Timothy was a protege of the man, Apostle Paul. And Timothy is one man who was described as faithful. In Paul's letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, the word faithful appears about 17 times in a very short letter. Faithful, faithful, faithfulness. The man was simply faithful. And we are going to look at his life and glean some few vital lessons from his life on how we can become faithful people. We are looking at marks of a faithful person. When you see a faithful man, how does he look like? We are going to look at his life and see. Look at first, first Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14 to 17. He said, I do not write these things to shame you. I'm reading from the New King James. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Somebody say many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I'll be gotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. This is Paul. Now look at verse number 17. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you. Take note, I have sent who? Timothy to you. Who is my beloved and faithful son in the law? Somebody say, beloved and faithful. Beloved and faithful. It's always important that we go for faithfulness. He said, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord? Who remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach every place and in every church? That was Timothy. Look at Philippians 2 verse 19 to 23. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy. Take note. In the first place he said, I will send Timothy to you. Again, he's talking about, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I may be encouraged when I know your state. Now look at what he begins to talk about, Timothy verse 20. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Verse 22. But you know his proven character that as a son with his father, he has served with me in the gospel. Verse 23. He said, therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with you. Praise God. That's Timothy. Praise God. 
And that's where we are going to stay. We are going to draw our lessons from where we just read. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 to 23. We are looking at seven marks of a dependable follower. Person who can be trusted. A person who is faithful. A person who is loyal. A person who is reliable. What are some of the attributes that distinguishes them? Number one is the fact that a person who is reliable is sendable. Somebody say sendable. A person who is faithful and reliable is sendable. You can send them. It's not everybody that you can send. The Bible says that there are some people when you send them is better than cutting your feet and drinking poison. The book of Proverbs, that's why it says. It says it's better you cut your feet and you drink poison. Because they will do you a lot of damage. Timothy was not the type. He was the type who was sendable. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 25 verse 13. He said, a reliable messenger. This is good news. A reliable messenger is refreshing to one who sends him. May you be a reliable messenger. I said, may you be a reliable messenger. A reliable messenger is refreshing to the one who sends him. Like cold water in the heat of summertime. In the heat of harvest time. That is a reliable messenger. When you send a reliable messenger, you testify that you are at peace. You know that nothing will go wrong. You know that everything will be done exactly the way you want it. That was how Timothy was. Timothy could be trusted. Paul sent him on many errands. In the book of 1 Corinthians, when they were sending the money, Timothy was one of the people that could be trusted with the money. Why? Because he had proven himself to be faithful and reliable. Are you reliable? Can you be trusted? Can you be trusted with money? Can you be trusted with somebody's wife like Joseph? Joseph, when Potiphar left his wife in the care of Joseph, when he came back, his wife was intact. We live in times where very, very few people can be trusted. You can meet a believer in church, you want to do business with him, and he will say nice things to you, give him the money, and everything changes. Everything changes. And when you step in to correct him, they also get angry. Praise God. You need to be honest. Honesty and integrity and reliability is more important than anything. Sooner or later, people will find out that you are dishonest. And most of the time, when people are discovered to be dishonest, they also don't like it. They begin to feel that somebody is shaming them. Nobody shames you. Praise God. So it's important. The CEV version says, a messenger you can trust is just as refreshing as cool water in the summertime. Paul sent Timothy on many errands. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, when we could no longer endure, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother and minister, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. Acts chapter 19, verse 21 to 22. He says, and when these things were accomplished, Paul supposed in the spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of those who ministered to him. Who were they? Timothy and Erastus. May you be sendable. I said, may you be sendable. Now mind you, all of us have been sent already. Jesus said, just as the Father has sent me, even so have I sent you. God has sent us with the message of reconciliation to the world. How faithfully are we carrying out the message? How faithfully are we reaching out 
to people around us with a message. John chapter 20 verse 21. So Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, even so have I sent you. May we be faithful messengers. The second attribute or the second mark of a dependable follower is sincerity. Somebody say sincerity. Sincerity. They are sincere. If you enter a business deal with them, you can be sure that everything will come out clean. They say sit. You can be sure you are sitting down comfortably. There won't be damage. They say look up. You can look up and be sure that nothing will fall into your eyes. Praise God. Very sincere. Honest. And I tell people all the time, particularly artisans, be honest. Don't collect a business you know you can't deliver. It's always better. Because you see, it's your name. Your name is, a, the Bible says, a good name is better than great riches. You already have a pile of things you have not delivered. And somebody comes and because he's giving you a higher offer, you quickly accept it. You are getting the money by also losing your name. And what will give you business in the long term is not the money. It's a good name. Praise God. A good name is like a strong brand. It's a trusted brand. Everybody refers to it. That's why it's important that you learn to be sincere. Sincerity is one of the mark of a dependable follower. Praise God. Be sincere. Be sincere. When you enter into an agreement with someone and he's following up on you, don't let your phone ring and ignore the call. You see the call like this by your answer. It's a mark of insincerity. It's a mark of insincerity. A sincere person honors their commitment. Look at what the Bible says about Timothy again. Philippians 2, 19 to 20. So I trust in Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I may also be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Somebody say sincere. Timothy was a sincere man. He was sendable because he was a sincere man. He was a faithful man. They could trust him. They knew that if you gave him 1,000 Ghana CD, it will still be 1,000 when you need it. You gave him 5,000 Ghana CD, it will still be the same. You are managing somebody's little shop, be sincere. You are running somebody's business. You have entered into partnership with somebody. Don't under-declare profit every time you have to share dividends. Be sincere. Be sincere. Sincerity and integrity has almost gone out of church. We live in times where today, if you meet a fellow brother in church and he wants to do something with you, you have to verify and verify and verify and verify and verify several times before you can. I mean, how come you have to look for a guarantee from a fellow brother if you wanted to collect something from you? Yeah. But today, if a brother comes to you, please give me just 500 Ghana City. I'll give you one week. I tell people all the time, if you really want to make sure that relationships work in this era that we live in, it's not good. Instead of giving 500 and not being able to greet the person, give him 100 CDs. Give him 50 CDs and don't expect it back. If he brings it back, fine. If he doesn't bring it, everything is fine. Not the type where he will collect your 500 and because of 500 CDs, when you come to church, you can't lift up your hands and praise God. Because there are people like that. Very, very dishonest. Very dishonest. I've seen some of such people in this church, but you are different. Say a better amen. Amen. Somebody borrows you money. Be sincere. There are a lot of people, I tell people all the time, particularly those who are doing this, that there are a lot of people who have a lot of money sitting somewhere, and they just want to invest it with somebody. But all they require is a man who is sincere. 
a man who is sincere. Collect the money. Oh, this money, if you go to the bank, how much would they give you? If you invest in my business, I will give you two times that. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful he doesn't become another pyramid. Praise God. But Timothy was a sincere man. He was a man who had sincere faith. Sincere faith. Look at First Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 1 to 5. His faith was not fake. The new international version. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy and peace from the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. Look at what he says. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you, my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of... I'm reminded of what? I'm reminded of what? Your sincere faith. Tonight, I want to ask you, is your faith sincere? Is your faith in God sincere or is fake? Is it sincere? Are you sincere? Are you sincere with God? Are you sincere with people? Are you sincere with yourself? There are some people, they can lie and lie and lie to themselves without even knowing. Praise God. They lie. Somebody said the truth is one. When you speak the truth, you don't think about it. But if you have to think and think and think and think and wonder what you really said, it means that the first thing was a lie. A faithful man, the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 5, a faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Be sincere. If you are, you are in friendship with someone, somebody becomes your friend, be sincere with the person. There are people who can lie to their friends. A person is doing the wrong thing and he won't tell him the truth. The Bible says, and the wounds of a sincere friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. He said, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. When a sincere friend tells you something, it's better. Or sometimes, when sincere people give us feedback, it can be painful. Sometimes it's painful. And sometimes we attract certain people into our lives because we don't want the truth. There are some people today can't handle the truth. Praise God. I don't like people who lie to me. If you lie to me, one, two. The third time, I will brand you as a liar and that means I won't trust you again. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, everywhere is established. First time is a mistake. Second time, you are forgiven. Third time, it's intentional. You are a liar. And so I can't trust you again. Praise God. Learn to be sincere. Be sincere with money. When it comes to money, Africans are not sincere at all. Africans are not. We are not sincere at all. You can, you can send money to a white man. Huge sums of money to do business with him. He may never see you. And every time he will transact correct business with you. African man. Once the money comes, <laughs> he will bet you. He will bet you. He will bet you very well. The first one he will deliver. The second one when the money becomes big. Ah, yeah, yeah. That is it. He's finished it. Praise God. The third attribute of a dependable follower is that they are selfless. Dependable followers are selfless. One, they are sendable. Number two, they are sincere. Number three, they are selfless. This is what Apostle Paul said of Timothy. He said, for I have no one like-minded who sincerely care for your state. Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. I have no one like-minded who sincerely care for your state. Look at verse 20. He says, for all seek their own. All seek their own. 
When you are always seeking for something for yourself, it will be very difficult for you to be dependable. They put you in a shop and instead of seeking the advancement of the shop owner and his prosperity, you are seeking to get some money into your pocket. You can't be faithful. You can't be faithful at all. When you are self-seeking, selfish, the Bible said, a faithful man shall abound with blessing, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Don't be selfish. Most of the time, when people are doing their own thing, they put in their best. But when they are doing it for others, they do it like a basically. That is somebody who is self-seeking. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then the book of Philippians, he said, don't seek your own things. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 1. Philippians 2. Therefore, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy. Verse 2. He said, fulfill ye my joy. Be like-minded. Having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Look at that. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition and conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look at verse 4. He said, look not, let not each of you look out for your own interest, but also for the interest of other people. Look for the interest of other people. Look for the interest of other people. Look for the interest of other people. There was a certain gentleman. I think I've shared this story with you before. There was this Indian who was looking for a property to buy. And the property owner was in Accra. But there were some people who were running like agents around it. So this guy had gone there, spoken to them severally. They were interested in the property, wanted to buy the property. And quoted a certain amount. Those guys have heaped the amount severally. If the thing is like $3.5 billion dollars. These guys had pegged it at $5 million. A property of $2.5 million. These guys quoted $5 million. And then along the line, this brother I knew came along and got to know. So he also went around it and eventually met the owner. And then saw that the thing was $2.5 million. In fact, this was how it happened. He said he had gone to the Indian man to buy something. And when he went to buy the thing... The Indian man wanted to inflate the figures for him because he was doing receipts. And a lot of people he has been doing business with, the Ghanaians who have been coming there, they come and then they increase the listing for them and then they take their cut. So he asked him, should he give him the actual quote or the inflated one? Then he said, no, he doesn't do his business like that. He wants the actual quote. And so the Indian man noted him and saw him as a different person. Later on, he called him. And said, there's a property somewhere he's looking for it. He will be glad if he can help him. Then the guy decided to take it upon himself. Went to Accra a couple of times. Eventually met the owner. The thing was $2.5 million. When the guy met the owner and concluded everything, he came to the man. And you will say he's foolish because faithful people are usually foolish. The people who are naturally smart, they are also usually spiritually stupid. Praise God. This man came and said the thing... I've met the owner. The owner says $2.5 million. Praise God. Yeah, $2.5 million. When they concluded the deal, this man gave him $250,000. Praise God. For a Ghanaian, $250,000 can do a lot of things. Now he's a property owner. He set up a school, bought a house. I mean, in Kumasi, $250,000 can settle you for a very long time. Praise God. But those guys lost it. They lost it because of greed. When you are greedy and self-seeking, you cannot be faithful. Let's learn to be faithful. Praise God. Learn to be faithful. Be dependable. Be someone that people can trust. 
if you are looking for a trustworthy person, if you become the reference where everybody can refer to you, you are gone. If you are looking for business, do it this person. That is a good name. But I don't know why we blacks don't like good name. He <laughs> said, we just want what we eat and die. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Just eat and die. No. It's better to eat and live and live rather than eat and die. Learn to be dependable. Timothy was dependable. He was sendable. He was sincere. And he was selfless. He was not self-seeking. He was not self-seeking at all. And he was steadfast. Timothy was steadfast. Timothy was steadfast. A dependable person is steadfast. They don't change like a chameleon. They are steadfast. Their nay is their nay and their yea, their yea. They are steadfast. True. Paul had been arrested. Timothy was openly identifying with Paul. Paul wrote and told him, he said, don't be afraid to be identified with me. And he was not afraid. Timothy was not afraid to identify with Paul. He was steadfast in his commitment. He was steadfast in his loyalty. Number five, a dependable follower relates as a son. He relates to his master as a son. A dependable follower relates to his master as a son. He does not relate just as a servant. He relates as a son. Look at what Paul said. Philippians 2.22. He said, but you know his proven character. That's steadfastness. Proven character. Timothy had proven himself. He had proven himself time and again that you can trust him. He said, you know his proven character. That as a son with his father, he has served with me in the gospel. As a son. Somebody say, as a son. Say, as a son. Yeah, as a son. As a son. When you see people as your family, you don't take advantage of them. The moment you see people as your family, you don't take advantage. I mean, if you are selling shoe and you sell the shoe to an outsider at 500 Ghana and I'm a member of Faith House, I come to your shoe shop and you sell to me at 500, you don't see me as your family. Yeah, you don't see me as your family at all. I'm not communicating at all. When we are family, things are different. When we talk about fellowship, we share a lot of things. Things are different. But today, church member can tell you, oh, pastor, we also for quarantine Matis, no. Matis, I'm telling you. Matis, meanwhile, if you go to another place where they don't know, you see that the price is way cheaper. Hey! <laughs> May the Lord help us. We have to learn to be dependent. Now listen, if we can't get honest people in church, I don't know where we'll get honest people. Followers are honest. We have to live the life of Christ. And Jesus was honest. A dependable follower serves tirelessly to advance the cause of the gospel. And then a dependable follower, number seven, is similar in many ways like his master. A dependable follower is similar in many ways like his master. He serves with his master and he's similar in many ways like his master. Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter 6 verse 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained shall be like his teacher. When we are well trained, we become like our masters. The least we can become is to be like our masters. Paul was speaking about Timothy in Philippians 2.20. He said, I have no one like-minded. Somebody say like-minded. Yeah. Timothy was like-minded. He had the same mindset Paul had. If you look at 
Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 17 to 18. The New Living Translation. He said, but how did any of the men I sent to you take advantage of you? When I had Titus to visit you and sent our other brother with him. The other brother he's talking about there is Timothy. He said, our other brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? No, for we have the same spirit and walk in each other's steps, doing the same things the same way. Praise God. When you meet a dependable follower, he's similar in many ways. He's similar. You can trust him just like you can trust his master. May I ask you tonight, you claim you are a follower of Christ. Can you be trusted like Christ? Can you be trusted? Are we that trustworthy? Are we similar in many ways? In the book of First John 2, 6, it says, He who says he abides in him also ought to walk just as he walked. He who says he abides in him ought to walk like he walked. If we claim we are true followers, we need to live and walk and operate like Christ. It's my prayer that the grace of God will rest upon you. That you will be a sincere follower. You will be a dependable follower. You will become a trustworthy follower. May you be a reliable follower. May people be able to trust you. May your spouse be able to trust you. May your friends be able to trust you. In Jesus' precious name. Apakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. Second service, 8.15 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. Third service, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service with our first service, 5.45 p.m. to 7 p.m. Second service, 7.15 p.m. to 8.15 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.